Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. All right, welcome back to the Tool World podcast. I'm your host, David Ju, and I'm here with Master Ju. How's it going there, Mr. Ju? It's been pretty good. We missed last week due to certain things, such as coming back from the World Championships and also some other stuff. Being sick. Being sick. Yeah. Well, actually, I was sick first, <laughs> and then we went to the World Championships, and then you got sick, so luckily we so had some is. in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> but we did miss last week, so. But we're all healthy now. That's right. I think. Uh, anyway, so thought we kind of covered the World Championships and talk a little bit about some things that maybe you saw as an umpire and some things that I saw as a coach slash competitor. And actually, uh, I am organizing a little panel. We will be discussing some of those things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys around the country, or not the country, but around the world, and their perspective as well. But we're getting a head start. Right. <laughs> um, so why don't you go first? What did you think about the competition? You know, uh, I was surprised uh, to see the level of... Um, competition I thought was pretty high mm-hmm. it's pretty good uh, considering most of us haven't competed in a couple years three or four years maybe no. yeah well uh, the last world championship back in 2018 that was in Argentina so you're talking about four years then we hit COVID our guys actually haven't sparred in uh, quite some time it's only recently that we, um, we did did do, do some sparring yeah um, but yeah, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I was a little surprised um, based around the competition as well. I wonder if it's um, because maybe certain countries uh, didn't have the lockdown as much as other countries. And obviously, we didn't have some countries that, um, that didn't show up. Uh, yeah. Japan was one of them. I think a lot of the Asian countries weren't there, although we don't get a large contingency from Asia that much anyway. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of expensive. Maybe that's what it is. It is kind of expensive. But But too far away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think one thing I was kind of surprised about was when the tournament first started was um, quite an emphasis on lake control lately. And I thought that I saw a lot of the other countries we're doing that very well. Hmm. A lot of flexibility. Yeah. I noticed in the tournament. But also, I haven't been to a world championships in quite a while. Or maybe you forgot. I forgot. Well, it's been <laughs> over six, been six years <coughs> since the last time I went. Or maybe I'm a little bit more observant. But I did notice that there was a lot of flexibility going on. I think it's always been there a little bit. Um, what I kind of found interesting, I think over the years, as far as, far as sparring's concerned, Uh, A lot of hand techniques, almost like boxing in a way, Mm -hmm. with some kicks in there. Uh, But this time I think I saw a little bit more footwork. Uh, I really like it that way myself as far as sparring. And um, as an umpire, I just don't score multiple just like flurries of punches. Um, Can you really see a clean hit? That's the question Mm -hmm. for me anyway. So going further, what is your kind of game plan for our next couple tournaments or what are we working on well i think um first of all we got to get back into the swing of things and we're just starting to do that now Uh, we're doing a lot of um 
in-house sparring, right, in class, uh, or picking that up a little bit more. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of our students don't actually have sparring gear, and yet they're fairly high rank. Uh, we believe um, most of our green belts and above are required to do some type of sparring competition. Mm -hmm. And since the last couple of years, they've been actually moving forward without actually having to do that. We do uh, make them do um, some type of competition, specifically to what we've been doing is that 2020 competition, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool, uh, working on that reflex, uh, power. So it's a great tool. What you, what's your thoughts on that? Obviously not a complete substitute. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've been doing a lot more sparring lately. Right. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, that uh, 2020 uh, mm -hmm. vest, you can actually hook it up to other people and score it from there. So that, I think that's kind of an interesting idea. Uh, obviously, at the World Championship, this last World Championship, the scoring system wasn't running properly. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of went back to the old school paper and pencil. <laughs> yeah. Good and bad. Right. What's your thoughts on that? Right. The thing I don't like about the scoring system, like an electronic one, and not, not the one that we use in our tournaments, but like a body vest or like headgear that would register the points, is that it always ends up changing it where that the competition is a lot of just point sparring. Right. Tapping so, or touching. I think you're right um, because you have uh, certain equipment that could register that. Obviously, your sparring kind of changes up a little bit, right? Mm. So, um, different environment uh, changes things up, right? Yeah. So, what might you have if you have a, a vest that you're wearing and it's uh, counting the points? Yeah. Um, you might find yourself turning your body a little bit more so that it doesn't register yeah and so then the umpire is going to have to go Whoa, warning right yeah. don't turn your back or something like that yeah you might find yourself um keeping your hands up a little bit more though to protect mm. techniques from coming in and hitting the target yeah which could be a good thing right um so yeah no i think uh, those kind of things can dictate the way um sparring is concerned i do like the point sparring with the electronic where you can see the points coming in and I do like when you do have the patterns and it's broken down based on, you know, your categories and they allocate points. So because of this You're talking about the, the electronic um, yeah. scoring system, the electronic not, scoring not system. on the body, right. anything, but actually seeing it on the screen yeah. and how the umpires are, are right. voting. Right. I think, so this time we couldn't do the patterns. They're all based on flags, which we've talked about before. And that's how General Che originally just wanted to do it was with flags because you look at people and you go, yeah, that looks better than others. Right. But that can also change how people perform the patterns or which patterns also can win as well because maybe it's more like the prettier patterns. Or more difficult patterns. Or more difficult patterns. Or, sure. Um, even just like, let's say, leg control. That could win. That could just be the end factor just because right in that moment the judges see kind of like, oh, wow, that was... Nice leg control, let's just say that. Right. And then that's the one that wins. But then you're not accounting for other sections of categories. Yeah, no, I think, it's, um, I think the original idea is that um, you have two competitors uh, compete against each other, and you go, that, definitely, that guy is definitely better than the other one. It, it's just mm -hmm. obvious. But we've kind of come to an um, impasse in a way because 
a lot of people are really good. And yeah. then you go, well... It's such a toss-up. It's such a toss-up, <laughs> and it's, it becomes almost to that um, little details yeah. of what is... Um, that's how I vote anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll start, start looking at, oh, did they, their footwork, was that correct? Were they wavering? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, just little details that might make a difference. Intermediate hand position, this person had it one way versus the other person. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> but they, equally, they have equal amount of rhythm and power, basically mm-hmm. technique. And so those little details is kind of, um, I think, is a difference. However, from an umpire point of view, you have to have umpires that um, see those kind of things. And mm-hmm. are, that are aware of it, right? So you have to have a lot of experience, and and that's true for umpiring in general, right? It's subjective in a way. Yeah, that reminds me of one of the rounds we were watching, and one of the competitors, it was, he did a high punch, but it was supposed to be a middle punch. Mm. But everything else was much better, right? But he ended up losing, so you know it's. Oh um, well, you know. <laughs> so when you're doing the flags, like I do know when we do it in our in-house tournaments, I'm just looking for that one thing, and you go. Oh, made a mistake. Okay, well, I'm looking at the other guy now, right? Yeah, so I guess that's a good question. You said that just the technical part, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we have these three different categories. We have power, technical, and rhythm. Yeah. And so you score it based on that. And so if the person has made a small error, such as a middle punch versus a high punch, that is a technical error. Mm-hmm. But if, like what you're saying, the power... And the rhythm was actually far superior to the other person. In my mind, that person should still win. Right. But if you're just doing it based on flags, I think for me, it would be more like, oh, he made a mistake. He's mm. The technical would overtrump everything. Right. Just based on how I've done it before. Right. When you look at color belts. Uh, again, I think that could be a difference between um, how an umpire would score. Right. I mean, I would, if I saw something that wasn't obviously that bad of a mistake, like they stumbled or something, mm-hmm. they forgot. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, overall, the pattern was better. Mm-hmm. Power, rhythm. I'd probably still score it, even if they did make that mistake. Even on the flag system, I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. But, again, I think that's important, too, because umpires are an important aspect of winning or losing. Mm-hmm. and how they, they judge things. And that's, you know, you want, uh, at a world championship, you obviously you want a balanced umpire staff, mm-hmm. just right. like in a local tournament. You know, you've got local clubs coming in. I would definitely highly recommend, hey, let's make it a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of your guys on, on, the, on the umpire boards as well as a couple of my guys, right, so that is balanced. And then it's not because... Um, umpires cheat or do they favor one thing or another well of course they do if i have an umpire that trains with me and whatever i teach them that's kind of what they think is correct Mm -hmm. but then you could have you could go to a different school and go well we don't teach it that way Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and so obviously it's um there's a going to be a discrepancy and so when it comes to competition you know um my students will do certain things and my umpires will probably go that looks right mm-hmm. and the other umpire from a different school will say that's not right so they might vote against that mm-hmm. and right. so is that right or wrong and I don't, again I don't 
call it favoritism. I think it's just uh, uh, what uh, what you see the most. Yeah, yeah, and what you think. What yeah. they think is correct. Right. And so having an IIC or obviously getting together more often uh, brings that standard. Yeah. More in line. Mm -hmm. And that's also true with the um, world championships. I mean, you can have, you could say it's all from one country. I mean, mm -hmm. from different countries. But if you have a, a bunch of umpires that are from North America, they might see something different than they are from South America. Right. And so if it's not balanced in that way, you're not getting a, mm -hmm. a balanced right. overall right. judge. Well, that's why it's important to continue competing. And umpiring. And umpiring. <laughs> but, you know, if you compete <clears throat> often, then you're going to, whether you win or lose, you're on the track of knowing what's right and what's wrong. Right. And, and that's also another problem, too, I think. Mm -hmm. Because when people become world champions, like let's say specifically we're talking about like patterns, sparring may not be a little bit different just because that's more of a point system. Yeah. And it's whether you see a point being scored or not but when you're right. talking about patterns um sometimes you'll see techniques and you go that is not the way it's performed in a pa in the encyclopedia yeah and yet there's a world champion people see that and they go oh that must be the way to do it and all of a sudden you get people starting to do the patterns more in that fashion mm -hmm. which may not be correct right when you're in rome you beat you, you do, do as, as the, the Romans, Romans do. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see that side piercing kick? It was super high, even though it was supposed to be middle. Right. And uh, that leg control, that was perfect. And, well, if that's what's winning, I guess that's kind of what you have to do. Right. Let us know your thoughts on the World Championships if you guys were there. I think uh, some other groups had another big tournament going on, actually, like that weekend, too, or something. Really? Yeah, I think I saw something like that. But... Mm. Doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter. We well, weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us know your thoughts on these big tournaments. And as always, don't forget to be safe. Keep training. And we'll see you guys next time. Take one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.